0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. it. Now, advanced technologies such as uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and natural processing have been deployed in the battle against COVID-19 since the pandemic's earliest days. It started with uh, the ability of artificial intelligence to track the spread of the disease in order to limit the number of positive cases. And now, artificial intelligence and other digital tools are being deployed to manage complex supply chains for the distribution of COVID-19 vaccine and to collect data needed to track any uh, adverse uh, side effects uh, individuals might have after receiving the vaccine. And seven days ago, one million COVID doses produced under license from AstraZeneca by the Serum Institute of India arrived at uh, OR Tambo International Airport here in Johannesburg at exactly 3 p.m. And two days later, uh, Health Minister Dr. Zulim Kize launched uh, the electronic vaccine data system to enable health workers uh, to self-register on the portal for the vaccine rollout. And on today's Tech Insights feature, we focus on the role of technology in the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Kevin Smogarere, uh, a chartered accountant, a digital tech innovator, a tech entrepreneur, also part of uh, the 2020 South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, top 35, under 35, joins us uh, on uh, today's Tech Insights to talk about the role of technology in uh, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Welcome to Voice of Vets 88.1, Kevin, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Harvey, and uh, good morning to you and the listeners. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, Kevin, that our focus today is on the role of technology in uh, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. And it's almost a year since uh, the first case of COVID-19 virus was recorded in South Africa. I think it was on the 5th of March 2020. And a year later, we now have over a million positive cases that have been recorded In South Africa. And we cannot underestimate uh, the pivotal role uh, that uh, technology played in our lives ever since uh, we went under lockdown. Now, let's first talk about the role that uh, technology has played throughout this period. So, Javi, I think
1: it's important to um, outline the role of technology in fighting the COVID 19 pandemic. I think technology has been quite a blessing during this challenging time all over the world, given that we are more connected than ever before. And I think through technology uh, we're able to track and determine, you know, how connected we are. And given that, you know, COVID 19, you know, is in essence a virus that spreads through interaction you know being close contact or being in close proximity to each other as human beings Um, i think this has further motivated the case for technology to be used in understanding um, at the end of the day how this virus behaves and what are some of the the trends that come with the spread of this particular virus as we remain connected as human beings um, across the world and seeing how quickly COVID-19 has spread around the globe. Um, So I think in terms of, you know, where technology started, I think in the early phases, it was used to predict how uh, this virus could spread. Um, I think data analysis is a very big role in terms of understanding such viruses at this point in time, especially when they become uh, pandemics. So artificial intelligence or machine learning, AI, uh, was used, you know, from the early parts of this pandemic breaking out to track its spread and to understand how it is spreading and affecting various populations across the world. It was also used to put together lots and lots of data um, in order to come up with different trends and patterns and ultimately, Uh, creates a pathway to developing vaccines. Um, So in addition to this, um, such systems have also been used to communicate with vulnerable populations, people who are at high risk, people who are likely to come in contact with others who have been infected. And largely speaking, this has been a combination of using AI tools uh, for tracking, but also other tools such as cloud computing infrastructure, in order for organizations to develop platforms where various um, databases are put together to ultimately in real time communicate across systems to be able to raise alerts where it's necessary. So I think this this essentially paints a picture of how technology has been very much part um, of the COVID-19 journey to date. And I think what's going to be interesting, uh, which is what we're talking about today, is how technology is going to play a significant role in the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, which right now um, is the most promising uh, defense mechanism against this virus in order to help us overcome it.
0: I mean, Kevin, we have also witnessed uh, big and small companies retrenching staff, some closing down and others moving online. We have seen certain companies closing down their offices to edge their staff members to work from home would you say this period has enhanced our technology skills creating more opportunities and cutting down costs uh, in most companies that have managed to survive certainly um given
1: that you know one of the first requirements to combat the COVID 19 virus is to social distance um working from home has become quite a norm in fact It has also become mandatory in many organizations. um, And a result of that is employees have been ordered to work from home. And what does this mean? In order to continue with their jobs, they've had to adapt to working online using various online platforms and tools to further collaborate and deliver on their employment tasks. So this has created a new shift um, towards working online and working virtually. In fact, I think more and more job specs at this point in time are starting to point towards um, the ability or accommodation to work virtually, to work from home, to work from wherever you're able to access the internet and still do your job. So I think this is definitely going to influence at this point in time and perhaps going forward, um, the way employers uh, view presence requirements of their employees. So, it may be beneficial to the employee to have the flexibility to work from home, but also from a cost manage- management perspective, it might be beneficial to organizations as well where employees are sitting more in a virtual working environment as opposed to a physical working environment, and therefore the costs that come with a physical working environment may be mitigated against in this way, at least for the short-term to, to immediate, medium-term. Um, I guess there are other aspects that are likely to unfold from this, which I can't really predict at this point. But it will be interesting to watch the effect on what are the requirements for office space, for example, um, and other office overheads. Will they still be a necessity, especially in a new norm where more and more employers and employees have adapted to working online and virtually and perhaps may even find themselves being more productive And they used to be in the old norm, which was to be physically present at a physical premise.
0: And Kevin, we cannot neglect and forget the conspiracy theory behind COVID-19 and technology. One that caught my attention was of uh, a gentleman by the name of Barry Trower, uh, a conspiracy theorist who said that 5G to blame for the rapid spread of COVID-19, and he believed it degrades the immune system. And a few months later, after research and experiments uh, from scientists, they confirmed that COVID-19 is transmitted via respiratory uh, droplets, and droplets cannot be transmitted through 5G waves. Let's talk about the role of technology in giving people legit information, as opposed to misleading the masses
1: so i think it is it's quite a tricky one to manage given that the internet is a very open and liberal case for you know all, all aspects of society to express themselves um so it's a constant i think battle between legitimate information and illegitimate information and i guess this is why you know various especially social media platforms at this point in time, are under pressure to, to manage so-called fake news or um, any influence that comes through social media platforms that could cause chaos in society based on false information. Um, so given that the internet is a very open and liberal place, I think you know it's, it was definitely unexpected to see the voice of you know, detractors or fake news alarmists um, participating you know, at a time where there is widespread panic about a virus that many parts of the world still do not understand. Um, it's, it's not easy at this point in time to comprehend where and why this virus came from, as is the norm with many new diseases and communicable you know, diseases and viruses. Um, but all that can be done in the name of science is to do research and understand patterns. And ultimately, we are getting closer and closer uh, to some of the answers um, that are needed. So fake news, I think, will definitely be a, a factor in the battle against um, COVID-19. We are going to hear about you know stories or conspiracies around technologies that are still being understood, such as 5G, which are still relatively new uh, in the public space. And of course, there might be correlations made around the health effects of such technologies. But until such time as there is conclusive evidence to the adverse effects of whatever might be blamed for any unfortunate situation we find ourselves in, I think all we can do, especially in a pandemic like this, is to do our best, to adhere to the researched information um, that, at the end of the day, puts us in a position of safety to safeguard ourselves against this deadly COVID-19 virus, which is to continuously social distance, wear our masks, and also to follow instructions from government and healthcare authorities on how to proceed going further so that ultimately we can win the battle against the
0: coronavirus. All right, no, quite succinct indeed, um, uh, Kevin Simoquerere. And Microsoft Bing launched uh, an interactive COVID-19 map to provide widespread disease news. We have social media platforms such as TikTok that has partnered with the World Health Organization to help keep their users knowledgeable with uh, correct and timely facts. Would you say this helped to inform especially young people who spent? approximately 70% of their time on social media, especially on TikTok. Did uh, social media platforms such as TikTok help them being informed uh, as opposed to just uh, misleading them? Yeah, so I think at the end of the day,
1: it's, it's commendable to um, observe situations where social media platforms, which have definitely become highly influential communication platforms, are used for for good or for purposes that will provide progress and prosperity in society. So given that COVID-19 is a deadly virus at this point in time, um, that is affecting the world at large in, in very adverse ways. I think it's commendable to see such organizations using platforms such as social media, which at the end of the day, are uh, widespread in terms of reach and are very understandable in terms of you know, the communication tools they're in. Um, I think it's it's commendable to see them using that as a platform to educate the public um, around important factors such as how to stay safe around the COVID-19 virus or how to you know stay informed around developments in this particular space. And I think we're going to see this becoming much more um, needed as we start seeing the rollout of the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Um, So in as much as there are various elements that are coming together, including technological platforms to manage the rollout of the vaccine, I think social media platforms will play a significant role in terms of keeping people informed around how to access vaccines, you know, which online portal should they be going onto to register for their appointment to get the vaccine, and when should they be going for their follow-up shots, which is at this point in time in three weeks, and how do they then access their certificate in order to, you know, have proof that they have completed their vaccination regime for the new um, COVID-19 vaccine. And social media, at the end of the day, I think will be a significant way to reach people and give them information such as this, so we can ultimately get to a point where we reach uh, herd immunity, where enough people have been vaccinated, and therefore we can have a bit more confidence around how much is the COVID-19 vaccine under control.
0: Now, Kevin, the 1st of February became a historical moment in the fight against uh, the COVID-19 pandemic in South Africa. One that will be written and read about in South African historical books and journals in generations to come. I mean, we mentioned earlier on that 1 million COVID shield doses. Produced under license from AstraZeneca by the Serum Institute of uh, India, arrived in uh, South Africa right at uh, uh, OR Tambo, to be precise, international airport. And two days later, the health minister, Dr. William Kize, launched the electronic vaccine data system to enable health workers to self-register on the portal for the vaccine rollout. The question is. How will the role the, 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 the role of technology impact the COVID-19 vaccine rollout? Let's answer the main question now. So I think um, it's
1: important to note that in as much as you know we have this amazing news about the vaccine now being available and being put into distribution. Um, The vaccine is very much in scarcity. Um, Millions and millions of people might still have to wait for a long time um, to get their vaccine and therefore be immune against the COVID-19 virus. So there are various risks that come in managing the scarcity, especially in the distribution process. And this is where technology is going to play play. Um, I think a significant role going forward. Um, So in the instance that there's limited supply of the vaccine, um, the risk is very, you know, information around age, um, being the elderly or health workers being people who most need at this point in time, um, together with human judgment calls around who most needs the vaccine at this point in time. Might result in overlooked populations of people who are actually at more risk than these, you know, um, categories um, of people who are said to need the virus. I mean, the vaccine at this point. And this is where technology can play a role in that. Human judgment has limitations, but with technology, um, a lot more information can be assessed in order to make much more um, better educated decisions around who is best to receive the vaccine and how should they receive the vaccine. Um, So I think that's one element in terms of how technology is going to play a role. The other is managing the distribution process. So as you've mentioned, supply chain management is definitely going to be uh, a significant factor around the rollout of the vaccine. In addition, with various other technological tools that will be required um, in order to track who has already been vaccinated, who needs their second shot, which is normally required around three weeks later in order to receive the highest level of protection, and ultimately who's defaulting, who's not going back for the second shot. So various apps, databases, uh, scannable codes, you know, and authenticated and unbreakable record-keeping um, tools, including real-time conu- communication, will probably come into play. So in managing supply chains of the vaccine, um, cloud computing platforms um, or tools will probably be, probably become significant um, as various healthcare organizations and tech um, sort of entities come together to collaborate in order to develop these platforms. Um, And in addition to tracking essentially where these vaccines are being administered um, in terms of managing the inventory of how many of these vaccines are available, but also in tracking um, who has received their vaccine, there will be other elements around um, authenticity of vaccinations. And also tracking side effects around who, at the end of the day, is having an adverse reaction to a vaccine once they've received it. And this information will be filtered back to the necessary manufacturers. Um, So in South Africa at this point, um, the Department of Health has launched or is currently putting together the EVDS, Electronic Vaccination Data System which is going to be used for surveillance and management of the COVID-19 vaccine uh, rollout. So this system uh, will track patient information around demographics and how many doses of the shots have they received. It will track safety information around side effects. It will also track location and it will be an online self-enrollment platform. At this point in time, it will be prioritized for Healthcare workers and people who do not have medical aid or insurance. And over time, we should see it being rolled out to other aspects of, of our population. Um, so, vaccines and vehicles uh, will be tracked using the system, using a barcode uh, scanning methodology. And once you have booked for your appointment, you'll receive an SMS of the time and place where you will receive your vaccination, and you will receive a unique code which will be matched to your ID and your contact number at the place where you receive your particular vaccination. Um, And after you've done your full treatment, you'll be able to retrieve an electronic certificate on this EVDS system, which is proof of you receiving your vaccination, um, which can be used for all kinds of purposes around validity of whether you are indeed um, at some point immune to a certain extent against the virus before you're allowed to travel or make contact with other members of the public and and so on. Um, So I think this is very interesting in terms of how technology is being used in South Africa at this point in time to plan the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, which appears to be completely paperless and electronic and I think um, it's going to be very efficient in the sense that more people will be reached and there'll be more authenticity um, in the process and there'll be more mitigation against fraud for example um, the spoiling of vaccines and and them essentially being wasted and I think you know thanks to technology we can now have more confidence around the rollout of the vaccine in, in our country and also other parts of the world.
0: Indeed, Kevin, thanks to technology, it has uh, changed the way we conduct uh, research. Uh, it has also changed the way we conduct uh, certain uh, aspects of our lives, uh, from banks uh, to motor vehicles. It has changed our lives indeed. Now, Kevin, from a Technological perspective. I'd like to find out from you, from someone, for someone who's uh, more tech savvy. I mean, you spoke about uh, the electronic vaccine data system uh, that will collect general personal details, including names. Uh, and, some names, uh, and uh and the system will also automatically calculate the date of birth and we know that fraud and scam is a concern in South Africa from your perspective as someone who is tech savvy would you say this is a safe and convenient way of rolling out the vaccines and how should people uh, be uh, careful when it comes to giving out uh, their information because of uh, it's inevitable that we going to have so many people who will just receive SMSs. Uh, that might come from certain people who deal with uh, these frauds and scam. Agreed,
1: Javi. So I think um, certainly there's always going to be a risk of, of fraud and scamming. And um, I would encourage anybody who is essentially going to give their information uh, to any system to verify the source of that particular system. So right now we know that the EVDS system is being promoted by the government through the Department of Health. And therefore, to that extent that you are required to put your information on the system, um, you can make contact with the Department of Health on the validity of the particular system that you're using in order to make sure it's not a copycat um, or some other uh, system that purports to be an affiliate of this government initiative. Um, So at the end of the day, just like with any other online platform, um, just note in terms of the information that's requested of you, whether it is relevant at the end of the day to the request that you make. Um, So the EVDS, for example, um, has been announced in the public in terms of its functionality and it's possible for you to see upfront before you go onto it, in terms of what is the information that's going to be required from you once you get onto this platform. Um, So I think that's one way in terms of at least preparing yourself against landing on some kind of fake platform that requests information from you that's not um, necessary. And then when it comes to receiving your actual um, vaccination, um, please note that you'd be getting an SMS from this platform, uh, which gives you a unique code. Now, that unique code um, is not the only thing that will be used by you to redeem your vaccination at the point of collection. Um, in addition to that, the healthcare worker that will be administering the vaccine to you will require you to present your ID and contact number. And all of these will verify against existing government databases in order to ensure that in you receiving that vaccination, it's done legitimately, and that your information is protected because the healthcare person who's administering the vaccine to you is authorized to do so. And that's the advantage of the electronic systems or the technology that can be used in this instance, various checks will be built in to ensure that at the end of the day, you receive the right stage gate notifications to make sure that whoever you're giving your information to and whoever is administering the vaccine to you is indeed an authorized person. Um, And various security checks should be built into the system in order to ensure that your information is protected at the end of the day. So do as much as possible to research uh, the validity of the platforms that you will be using, and also to ensure that you are not succumbing to sort of black market or illegitimate officials um, who are not real representatives of the authorized rollout program, which right now is being done through the Department of Health. And where it happens in the private sector, it is being done in collaboration with medical aid companies at this point in time, uh, who will also work through the EVDS system. Um, So in terms of protection against fraud and theft, um, I think that is what I can give at this point in time. But I think we can expect more and more information to come out um, into the public arena on how to make sure that you are kept safe um, during this process.
0: Indeed, uh, Kevin, I think you did manage to put it very well. Now, what is the future of technology in dealing with other pandemics that might emerge in the future? So I think um, it's, it's
1: the applications of technology are going to be quite broad. And for example, if we look at, you know, the application of technology now in rolling out the COVID-19 pandemic, vaccine. Um, An interesting finding is that the system that is being developed to manage the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine has already been used in applications of other vaccine programs um, in other parts of the world and is now being adapted for the COVID-19 vaccine. So for example, the system that's going to be used for the yellow fever vaccination, I mean, for the COVID-19 vaccination program has been used in Ghana before to manage the yellow fever vaccination program. Um, So that's just one aspect of how agile technology is in terms of dealing with pandemics or dealing with diseases. And, you know, therefore putting out um, mitigants against these diseases in the public space. So as we've covered in, in previous sessions, there are various other applications in the healthcare sector that I think will evolve as we start to see um, more and more of these life-threatening you know, public pandemics breaking out. Um, and one can only hope that the relevant experts and healthcare professionals will be picking up learnings from some of the events that occur in order to better prepare for upcoming catastrophes. Um, So what is definitely evident is that there are various various research institutions that are constantly researching um, viruses that could become pandemics, diseases that could become catastrophic and are using that type of research um, and also using technology in their research to better prepare the world for um, the time when such diseases or viruses may may break out. So we're likely to see more and more innovations arising around tracking our state of health, uh, tracking the state of our public um, health systems and tracking the efforts of government institutions in the healthcare space to better prepare countries for catastrophic events such as you know, other versions of COVID-19 to come in the future.
0: Kevin Zemagare, thank you so much for joining us right here on Vow 88.1. I've learned a lot, especially the fact that uh, the electronic vaccine data system was once used in countries such as Ghana. Uh, to fight for other uh, pandemics. It has been absolutely uh, an amazing interview. And uh, where can people get hold of you for more information? For those who'd like to follow you. Um, So you can get hold of me at Twitter.
1: My handle is at Kevin Sim. And you can also email me at inaptalks
0: at gmail.com. All right, Kevin Smoguerere, thank you so much once again. That was Kevin Smoguerere. He is a qualified chartered accountant, digital tech innovator a tech entrepreneur and uh, part of the 2020 South African Institute of Tetris Accountants, Top 3535 He joined us to share his independent tech insights on the role of technology in uh, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids.
1: By, by Voice of Vitz. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 1. Or streams Stream. via www.vowfm.co.za.